BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Is that the full poop? From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, April 5, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 442 of the Biden-Harris administration, 215 days until the 22 midterms. I'm on Instagram. A lot of fun stuff over there at TheBobSeska, and I'm on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go, of course. And oh, look, sitting right over there, it's the great Buzz Burbank. You say Buzz Burbank. There he is. You've said it all. Good day, sir. Hi. 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 It's good to be here. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> How are you, Bob? I'm doing great. <laughs> good. I'm good. doing I'm good. wonderfully. As I'm you heard doing... on Thursday, I'm in a great mood these days. <laughs> well, I, no, I think you're better now, and we're going to try to help you over <laughs> this right. next well, hour. Well, thank so. you. I appreciate that. I, I want the audience to know it's going to be all right. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> well, to, again, to clarify, uh, he's Bob, I'm Buzz, and we've resigned from the Academy, <laughs> but we will play in the Masters. Excellent. I'm so looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, finally, award season is uh, finally over. Mm-hmm. I, and I see uh, Louis C.K. won a Grammy. Uh-huh. I don't get that. I mean, it's not like he needed more exposure. <laughs> see if I have this straight. Will Smith slapped a guy and won Best Actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louis C.K. repeatedly exposed himself and won a Grammy. Do you realize what someone has to do now to win an Emmy? <laughs> To uh, to lower gas prices, mm-hmm. and uh, you know everybody's talking about this. Yep. But to lower gas prices, President Biden is now releasing a million barrels of oil a day from wow. our reserves. Yeah, and and I thought this was interesting. About half that oil comes from Ron DeSantis's hair. <laughs> is, is, he a, is he an oily bohunk? Is that what uh, Ron DeSantis? Is? I believe the word greasy has been used from time to time. Okay. Uh, I see. I see Sarah Palin's running for Congress in Alaska now. Running for Congress, mm-hmm. uh, she decided to get back into Republican politics as soon as she heard about the cocaine fueled orgies. <laughs> I'm in. Just when she thought she was out, they pull her back in with the cocaine orgies. Uh, but House Republican Leader Kevin McCarthy says Madison Cawthorn is not telling the truth in his claim that fellow lawmakers have sex parties and snort coke. Listening to Republicans, though, I'm pretty sure it's LSD. Uh, CBS News executives. Did you know they have executives at CBS News? It could have fooled me. CBS News executives have finally explained why they hired a former Trump advisor, Mick Mulvaney. And I think we deserve an explanation. <laughs> Here it is. They say they couldn't get Steve Bannon to shave. <laughs> just that's just a practical decision. 
And uh, former Federal Reserve Chairman Alan Greenspan is predicting a recession Ooh. based on a drop in sales for men's underpants. Oh, Jesus. Now, when asked how that compares to the Trump years, he said, depends. More fire, more music, the Bob Seska Show. All right, we're sending out the brand new Rocky Mountain Mike song to Merrick Garland. Yeah. Lying in my bed, I hear the clock tick and watch the news. Caught up in lies again, collusion is nothing new. No. Capital storm that night, almost lost our rights. Suitcase of evidence, <laughs> crime after some crimes you can't ignore. I'm wanting to move ahead, investigating. I have heard I can't wait for some arrests. He says, go slow. <laughs> I think he's behind. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful performance, and that wow. easily one of my new like top five, top ten favorite Rocky Mountain Mike songs. Holy oh, God! A- wow, a- wonderful man! If we're gonna give out Grammys, that that ought to get a Grammy. Oh my God! That, was, yeah, that was great. good. Yeah, that was that absolutely. good. Do we have an wow. extra statuette for Rocky Mountain Mike and Marion Ann Arbor? Man, that probably, was great. Probably probably could take one away from Louis C.K. while he's masturbating. I don't know. <laughs> What kind of injustice was that? Who is who is voting in the uh, what is it the uh, Academy of Auto Tune and Sample Loops? Is that yeah, what they're I, calling it now? <laughs> I, I have no idea. You know, it's funny. I watch uh, we watch at this house a lot of uh, uh, strong women centric shows. Uh, yeah. Better Things with Pamela Adlon mm-hmm. co created that series by Louis C.K. Wow. Uh, watching uh, uh, Tig Notaro's uh, series, One Mississippi, oh, yeah. uh, on Hulu, uh, you know, co produced by Louis C.K. And so I've researched this and I've, well, how do these women feel about this? And, and what I found out, it's it's in name only. Uh, but but uh. He, he did actually give some women tremendous start. I don't. Recall if the same is true of Amy Schumer's show, which I'm also watching, but uh, these women have disassociated themselves with uh, Louis C.K. Pamela Adlon says she never had a clue yeah. that uh, Louis C.K. was doing this, other than she eventually heard the rumors, and then it, it all proved to be true with a series of accusations. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's it's amazing that, it was like I said in, in that one joke, uh, uh, you know, we got, one guy gets a best actor, uh, 
statue for after slapping a guy yeah. and not for slapping him. And, and another gets a statue after repeated exposures and now making money off talking about it. It's it's really insane. Yeah, I, it really, really is. And in fact, I recommend to everybody to go to uh, Jen Kirkman's Twitter feed right now yes. and check out some of her reactions to not only what happened at the uh, Grammys the other night with Louis C.K. winning Best Comedy Album somehow. Mm, crazy. But also... Over Louis Black, for example. Over Louis Black. And generally with the idea that the stand-up world is so male-centric that, well, of course this was going to happen. And right. it's been very hard for her, uh, especially because she did have a, a particular run-in with Louis, which she talks about on her brand-new uh, stand-up recording, which is called mm -hmm. OK Gen X. First of all, it's the funniest goddamn uh, stand-up oh, yeah. uh, album that I've heard in a long, 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 long time. So go to Jen Kirkman's Twitter feed. Find out about her comedy album, OK Gen X. There is a track in which she tells the entire Louis C.K. story. Wow. And it is compelling, it's funny, it is poignant, and it says what needs to be said about that and the overall community that kind of protects people like Louis C.K., much to the chagrin of the rest of us. Jen Kirkman knows what she's talking about. Yeah. She's, she's seen it firsthand, and uh, she speaks about it more honestly than anyone else on that subject. It was, uh, it was some of her tweets that inspired me to do additional research on Louis C.K. and the, the, his support, his past mm -hmm. support, for strong female lead roles, including yeah. a lesbian, uh, Tignataro. Right. Uh, it, it's interesting. Jen is also the stand-up comedy consultant on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, yes. which is another strong woman show, yep, yep. and and uh, not only consulting uh, the actress who plays Mrs. Maisel, whose name escapes me at the moment, but also consults the gentleman whose name I also don't remember, who, who plays Lenny Bruce, <laughs> oh, who right. plays Lenny Bruce yeah. in this series, and does an incredible job of it. He does an amazing Lenny Bruce, but Jen Kirkman's the uh, consultant on that, so she knows what she's talking about, and and mm -hmm. uh, on, on the subject of Louis C.K., uh, she's the guy to listen to, I think. Yeah, and it's weird to say this, because I think she's too young to say this about, but Jen Kirkman, living legend. Holy yeah. God. Take some time. If you want to fall down a YouTube rabbit hole, <laughs> just go to YouTube and search for Jen Kirkman, Drunk History. The funniest segment, she was on that show, I think, five times. Each appearance is funnier than the previous appearance. It is genius. Uh, I mean, next level genius. Her stand-up shows on Netflix, also very, very funny. Uh, but her latest album, which is her swan song, which is her final stand-up. Oh. It is called OK Gen X, and one track is funnier than the track before it. It is incredible. <laughs> so uh, highly, highly recommend that. But yeah, Merrick Garland is the inspiration behind that Rocky Mountain yes, Bike song yes. with Marianne Ann Arbor. And apparently, according to New York Times, Biden appears to be losing his patience. He, Joe yeah. Biden's joining us in our lack of patience for Merrick Garland's slowness on this uh, Trump investigation, if there is even a Trump investigation. According to the Times, as recently as last year, Biden told aides Trump was a threat to democracy and should be mm -hmm. prosecuted. Biden Correct. never expressed frustrations directly to Garland, but has privately said AG needs to act more like a, a prosecutor and less like a ponderous judge. And then in October, he told reporters that he thought those who defied subpoenas from the House committee investigating the Jan 6 attack should be prosecuted. Quote, the best way to undermine an investigation is to say things out of court. 
Uh, that's what Garland said on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on one hand, yeah, I'm right there with everybody else. I'm losing my patience. I want something to happen. I want to hear that something might be happening. <laughs> and, yeah. and we're well, getting little yeah, hints, aren't yeah. we? But not yeah. the full-blown thing, right? Rewind rewind to last week's show when, yeah. when I talked about some of the revelations, some of the things we've learned, and the uh, unwavering commitment expressed by the Deputy Attorney General on mm-hmm. this subject. And Garland himself has even said, we'll take this all the way to the top. Well, after over 775 prosecutions, yeah. isn't that unbelievable? Yeah, wow. After more than 775 prosecutions, mm-hmm. uh, they, they are working, they have worked their way toward the top. There's some uh, talk, in fact, the January 6th committee is so convinced that DOJ is doing its job, it's backing off the idea of making criminal referrals because it doesn't want to inject politics into what is clearly a cut-and-dried, black-and-white criminal matter. Yeah. And uh, there, are, there are true signs. This past week, uh, the Justice Department uh, said it was hiring 131 new prosecutors just for January 6th. That's an additional 131 prosecutors, uh, prosecuting attorneys, just for January 6th, and they've asked for nearly $38 million in funding mm-hmm. to fund that investigation. They, they're not joking around here. This is, as I believe Biden would say, no, not a joke, not yeah. a joke. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. They, yeah. they, really, they really are uh, focused on this, and they have and are working their way to the top. Uh, Merrick Garland, we know, has fired off uh, multiple uh, subpoenas over the last two months. We didn't know, because he plays it close to the vest, that Merrick Garland even had grand juries as long as two months ago yeah. and has already issued a bunch of subpoenas for those court cases. Right. So uh, things are being done. We don't see it. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Uh, and we are starting to finally get some word. And we needed it. You know, you, you don't want to squirrel an investigation by leaking stuff. But this is a, a time where the people need some assurance that justice is being pursued. And going back to the whole slowness topic, I would just end with uh, time is of the essence. But at the same time, I do understand why we should probably continue to be patient about Merrick Garland, and that is because I think they're behind the game a little bit. We're watching what's happening with the mm-hmm. 1-6 committee and mm-hmm. the advancements they're making. Jamie Raskin just the other day was talking about how, oh yeah, we're just now in the process of connecting the January 6th insurrection with the big lie and the plotting that took place at the White House. They're just now mm-hmm. getting to that. Now imagine if they had had to prosecute however many, 775 different uh, perpetrators of the invasion itself and the delay that would have created toward getting to that you know end game of reaching uh, the oval office so in that regard i understand why they're a little behind uh, the department of justice has been focused on these hundreds and hundreds of actual attackers and they're moving toward now the process of examining the planning for it. We've heard stories coming out of DOJ about the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys and secret uh, uh, parking garage meetings and so on. And so now they're working backwards to the planning portion, to the actual architecture of the big lie and everything that led to the insurrection itself. So in that sense, if you follow that slow-moving train, it is moving in the right direction, whether it gets all the way to the station, which would be Donald Trump's desk, Donald Trump's face. Right. Uh, it may take a while still. And that's where but, we're all going, yeah, God, <laughs> you know, justice is slow. And we hope that the slowness actually leads us to a positive place. 
Right, but because this is so important and because time is so crucial, uh, I've got to counter what I normally, I'm normally the one saying we should be patient. And you just got through saying we should be patient. And, and you know, there's a point at which, there's a point at which we run out of patience. We yeah. should yeah. also be impatient. It's okay, I think, to make our voices heard. Right. Uh, I, I don't know if pressure is a good idea or a bad idea. I don't know if it works or doesn't work. But I do know that there's pressure on Merrick Garland from us, the public. Mm -hmm. from President Biden, yeah. from the January 6th committee, which, by the way, seems to be backing off its criticism of DOJ because apparently they know that something's going on over there. Uh, I, I really think, I, you know, I, I'm maybe I always fall for this, but I really think we are on the precipice of, of something big and good here uh, and, and exposing all this stuff. I know that Jan 6th committee has a great story to tell in laying out the evidence. And uh, while they're laying out the evidence, uh, DOJ can be arresting people. Yeah. I remember this quote I just read uh, from Merrick Garland on Friday. The best way to undermine an investigation is to say things out of court. And that appears to be his general philosophy about all this crap. Right. So you're not going to be hearing the same kind of, and I think we talked about this on Thursday too, uh, you're not going to be hearing the same kind of leaks that we got out of the Bill Barr uh, or Jeff right. Sessions Department of Justice. It just doesn't work that way now. And there seems to be running a, Merrick Garland in particular, seems to be running a pretty tight ship. And mm -hmm. so we're not getting those leaks. And also, he's not hes not pulling a James Comey. Remember how pissed off right. we were at James Comey for oh, blabbing yeah. about an ongoing once, investigation, yeah. marching right. up to podiums on a couple of different occasions and screwing with people's heads and mentioning uh, what he was investigating, what, what he wasn't investigating, and so on. Uh, we were opposed to that, weren't we? And I think Merrick Garland's so. working uh, in a different way than James. Well, that's Comey. a good point, yeah. and, and I hope people keep that in mind. But I don't, uh. I don't know, I don't know how much that will assuage people because uh, they they are upset and and yeah. running yeah. out of patience. Many have already mm -hmm. run out of patience. Many are convinced nothing's going to happen. Yeah, uh, I, I don't go that far, and uh, I, you know, I I think there's hope. It, it if I have a concern at all, it's about the timing of it. Yeah, it's about will will it happen? I know it's going to happen. Will it happen in time? Yeah. Well, that's my big concern about the 1-6 committee. Remember, if the Democrats don't, uh, you know, light a fire under their asses here uh, for the midterms, the 1-6 well, committee ends on whatever it is, January 2nd, 2023, less than a year from now, because it's going to be replaced with the committee to investigate the 1-6 committee. And we should talk about the election because, it, yeah. you know, if it goes that way, that's, that's something we're going to have to look at. But mm -hmm. in the meantime, uh, I, you know, I, I think we have to, you know, stay on the path that we're on. I think yeah. that yeah. Uh, it, it, what I understand about the January 6th committee and its calendar mm -hmm. is that it plans to start the televised, you've heard this from you before, it plans <laughs> to start the televised hearings in May, that's uh, a little over three weeks from now, mm -hmm. uh, and that it, uh, it expects to have them wrapped up uh, by before the elections. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, 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 I, in some ways, maybe they've timed it this way because I think it's going to have more impact the closer it is to the election, the more impact I think it will have. And this pushes the beginning of the hearings at uh, the 1st of May or so, or sometime in May, uh, all the way down to October. Uh, and uh, if, if they need to go that long. I don't think, I think the Jan 6 committee will have its work wrapped up by then. Judging from what I know about their progress, I think they'll be done by then. So if and when, if or when Republicans do win the 22 midterms, uh, there will be no committee left for them to dissolve. Best laid plans of mice and men. I hope it actually turns out that way because 
so far, they've been un- uncovering so many things that it's been delaying the investigation. We haven't had public hearings yet. We had heard that public hearings are going to start earlier this year. Uh, that hasn't occurred yet. So I get the sense that they may be running up to a brick wall without having completed everything. So I, I hope mm, what you say boy, is true. I, yeah, I hope they're on pace to finish by the election. But that That's not the sense I get at all. Okay. Uh, I, I, I think they're... Uh, very close to wrapping it up. Uh, the latest uh, from the Jan 6 committee today is that uh, they've decided that it may not be necessary uh, to uh, subpoena or to <clears throat> invite Mike Pence to testify mm-hmm. because they've got four or five other people who can do it for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who, who can provide the information that he would have otherwise provided. They are that far up in the investigation, Bob. I think. I think it, what the vibe I'm getting from them is that they are very much far along. I think they want to have their story together. The January 6th committee wants to have its its case together and ready to present by the start of the hearings uh, in just a few weeks. And again, the timing of this, uh, the closer it is to the election, the more impact it will have. If, if we had started these in February uh, and they were done in June, uh, I'm not sure there would be any impact left, you know, yeah, for the election. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's going to be much more impactful this way, and I get the sense that they're they're you know dotting the i's and crossing the t's at this point. Uh, Ivanka Trump uh, making a second appearance today. Uh, the press account I said uh, read said they didn't know if it was going to be virtual or in person, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking, well, even if it was in person, it would be virtual. But uh, with Ivanka, but uh, yeah, yeah. So they're they're back to talking to her again today, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the the advantage there, regardless of what she says, is uh, she can either be caught in a lie, or she can tell the truth. Or she can plead the fifth, which would work against her in a criminal case later. So we'll see. Yeah, I've been thinking about the midterms quite a bit, Buzz, especially over the past uh, week or two. And, God, what's really distressing me at this point is I think a big chunk of the problem is how the news is being reported right now on cable. Oh, yeah. What oh, people yeah. are hearing and what they're believing is becoming so counterfactual. It's making me tear my hair out. And there was one particular segment on CNN yesterday where they were talking about, I did a whole tweet thread about this. They were talking about not what's really going on with the economy. They were talking about the perception from polling of American voters. Uh, And and how people believe the economy is going, which we have seen in polls is not entirely accurate. Like, for example, this is how misinformed voters are right now. Mm -hmm. This is reported by Sam Stein, a shocking data point that explains much of Biden's political troubles. More people think jobs have been lost over the last year, 37 percent, than those who think they have been gained, 28 percent. Unemployment right now is at 3.6%, as we all heard. We're going to talk about the jobs numbers a little later in the show. It's a reversal of the truth. Yeah. It's counterfactual. And, 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 you know, I mean, the media is largely a self-fulfilling prophecy. The media Mm -hmm. has has said, uh, you know, this. And here's the practical side of it. And here's why we should talk about that and gas prices and inflation. Because right now, those are the albatross around our necks in the upcoming election. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I was more confident earlier in the year. Earlier in the year, I said of this state of Florida that uh, Ron DeSantis is vulnerable. And at that time, he was. Yeah. But since then, the gap has widened mm-hmm. between him and the Democratic candidates. Taking a look at, at polls this morning, uh, we our, our best Democrat uh, Democratic candidate, it would be at least nine points behind Ron DeSantis if the election were held today. God. I believe I believe uh, 
Christ, uh, Charlie Crist and uh, Nikki Freed, who are the two likely Democratic nominees, uh, one of which will, will face uh, DeSantis, and then he'll turn around and run for president and drop the job. But mm -hmm. uh, the ones that are facing him now, uh, they have around 7 to $9 million in their campaign war chests. Uh, DeSantis has $96 million. Ugh. So, uh, you know, we were saying early in the year, don't get happy. We've got a chance here. Don't get happy. Yeah. Uh, this is how close it is. In in Texas, uh, Beto O'Rourke is running neck and neck with the sitting governor, with the Republican governor there now. Uh, it's it's We do not have this in the bag. Yeah. And, and people are hearing their news third hand because they're not really watching the news anymore. So they hear from a guy or hear from a guy or they look up at the monitor in Burger King and they see about <laughs> inflation on the screen. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the media has been putting this out here and now everybody's convinced of what is exactly opposite of the truth. No president has ever added more jobs in this short a period of time or perhaps in their entire administrations yeah. than this president has here. And yet the public somehow believes up is down. Yeah, I think it's something like 1.25 million jobs were added to the economy in January and February alone. 750,000 jobs after the upward revision in February. That is massive. 501,000 in January. Just a huge number of jobs being created. Wages are up and so on. Uh, 431,000 jobs added in March. A tremendous jobs report. Of course, all the reporting and analysis since then has been... Eh, good job numbers, but recession well, or good job numbers, but gas prices. And it's all Joe Biden's fault. Why are we saying it's Joe Biden's fault? Because people are saying it's Joe Biden's right, fault. Right, right. That's the media is oh. saying that people are saying yes. that it's, yeah, it's, it's just what you described earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is, but this is a very real uh, anchor on us mm -hmm. uh, going into the election. Uh, we, you know, and we, I read something the other day that I, I was a quote that I think you would like. It basically said, uh, "We need to scream the truth as loudly as they scream the lies." Yep, yep. And apparently, we're not succeeding at that. Mm -hmm. And those of us who complain about messaging have to realize that that. That blame is also on us. Yeah, yeah. We, we're whether whether you're <clears throat> speaker of the house or just a guy on the street, uh, it's it's on all of us uh, to pursue that. I wonder if conservative activists, people who follow Donald Trump and so on, I wonder if they got on Twitter often and go, "I'm so sick of politics. Politics are so draining to me. I'm gonna, ah, I'm just gonna check out of politics for a while." I don't know if they're doing that. I think that's something we do quite a bit. Yes. But yes. I don't know if they're doing that. I don't at least I don't see it. So maybe someone else can give me some insight on what they maybe have observed from uh, the world of the red hats. Uh, I don't know. But we need to scream the truth as loudly as they scream the lies. That's right because we're or not louder. getting we're not going to get any help from cable news and I keep this specific to cable news and the Sunday shows because this is the kind of thing that is Indicative. It's intrinsic to what they have done, not just recently, but as long as I've been observing uh, cable news and politics uh, over the last uh, 20 years or so. 
CNN in particular needs to stop talking about what misinformed Americans are concerned about, and they need to start reporting what's actually happening and why. This entire segment was about, oh, you know, people go to the gas pump and they see the gas price and they go, God damn you, Biden, or let's go, Brandon, or whatever it is. And uh, people are really upset about those gas prices. And so, yeah, they're blaming Joe Biden. I'm, I'm so sick of hearing what people think, especially when they're misinformed. If, if you're going to talk about what you're seeing in polls or public perception, make sure to correct when people are wrong. Loudly, more loud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the news media's job isn't to reinforce the biases and wrongness of the townspeople of the Simpsons, right? Right. (laughs) The whimsy of the the torch and and pitchfork-wielding mob, right? It's its job to investigate, report, commentate on the facts. And if you're wondering why people believe stupid shit and then vote for idiots, it's because cable news is basically telling them that it's okay to do that. Um, well, like I yeah. said, and, and people on both sides, but especially uh, liberals and independents, I think at this point, uh, so many of us have tuned out the news, have mm-hmm. just stopped paying attention. Right. And if we do catch something, like I said, it's on the, the TV screen at a fast food joint or the gas pump or, mm-hmm. or you know, you see a newspaper headline as you pass by, uh, you hear people talking about it, you, you see a clip on the news, and it just, it builds, it snowballs. Yeah. Uh, to, to, the perception is worse than it is. Uh, the best argument we have is that uh, inflation and gas prices are not just a problem in the United States. It's all over the world. Do yes, you think it Biden's is. Biden's to blame for higher prices all over the world? Of course not. No. But here's another misapprehension by uh, people who are following, maybe in a very loose way, uh, mm-hmm. maybe in a very tangential way, the news. They think that if you open the Keystone XL pipeline— oh that again yeah. that suddenly it's going to take down gas prices when joe biden shut down the construction of it it was only eight percent completed 92 percent of the goddamn thing still needs to be finished before it's going to pump a single drop of oil through it and by the time it's finished gas prices will probably come down on their own in fact gas prices will come down on their own before the midterm election, I of believe. course it will, and and the tar sands, as they call that petroleum yeah. product that flow through that fat pipeline, uh, it cannot be used for gasoline anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. So right. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. Uh, the Keystone pipeline is open and flowing. What mm-hmm. there is of it, there just won't be any more. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's all this is about. And, right, and it just. Uh, any way to distort the truth or reverse the truth, uh, conservatives are all in. Much like Nord Stream and Nord Stream 2, there is the Keystone Pipeline and then there's the Keystone XL Pipeline. The Keystone XL Pipeline is the one they're complaining about, mostly coming from Fox News, etc. And that's the one that's only 8% completed. (laughs) Sorry, whatever Joe Biden does or doesn't do with the Keystone XL Pipeline, it's not going to affect gas prices whatsoever. So stop saying that people believe this, reinforcing the misinformation. And so there are the tools right there. There are the facts. And as progressives, uh, we either use these facts more loudly to crush the lies or we let the lies continue to steamroll us over.
over. Right. Here are the last two tweets in my tweet thread about this from yesterday. Feel free to report on poll results, the reputable ones, but then immediately follow up by noting if, where, and why the poll respondents are wrong. Just because people believe something to be true doesn't mean it is. And if the people hate you for proving them wrong on television, so be it. You're news people. Take your hits, but sleep well at night knowing your integrity is intact. That's Mm -hmm. the burden of being professional journalists. Stop the pandering. It's ruining America. And yeah. that's exactly what's happening with the uh, pandering. Pandering yeah. is what it's what it's all about at this yeah. point. Yeah, so yeah. immensely frustrating. And it, this sort of thing, when I see a segment like that, and you can go watch it on my uh, Twitter feed, when I see a segment like that, uh, you know, I want to pull an Elvis and just shoot my television <laughs> screen. Well, uh, as I said, we, we have the tools. What we need to do is use them. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you saw, you see how close the race is in the Texas governor's race. You yeah. see how close it is, or, or how not close it is in Florida, where uh, the uh, Ron DeSantis won by like thirty-two thousand votes. Mm-hmm. Disney has seventy-seven thousand employees here. Uh, you know, and and more than that number of people have died during DeSantis's pandemic. Yeah. So uh, you know, I and yet. And and yet he leads in the polls, and he vastly leads in uh, exponentially leads in fundraising. Right. Uh, we we have our work cut out for us, and part of that work is getting the truth out there. The other factor in all this, and again, I'll if I may bounce back to last week, uh, people are cranky uh, <laughs> when when prices are high and gas prices are high. Mm-hmm. Uh, who you gonna blame? Yeah, uh, the president. Yeah. It's not logical. <laughs> But he's the guy in charge, so that's who we're going to take it out on. Yeah, this is me and everyone else right now. Yeah, we're not very happy with what we're, we're very, cranky. very cranky. Yeah, We I, haven't had our nap. <laughs> Aaron Rupar uh, noted this uh, yesterday. He said, uh-huh. uh, Fox News, Fox Business mentions today as of 9.30 Eastern Time, Hunter Biden, 37, Vladimir Putin, 29. So there's your Red Hat Entertainment Complex. Mm-hmm. And... CNN, not helping, (laughs) not helping correcting that record. I mean, the mentions, I tried to look it up myself. I couldn't find a specific number, but I assure you, Hunter Biden's non-existent laptop got more mentions on the Sunday shows than did the oh. uh, jobs numbers from March. And suddenly March. It's, it's everywhere. ABC yeah. News breaking exclusive nothings about uh, Hunter Biden. Right. Uh, the Washington Post breaking exclusive nothings about Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden has foreign investments. What? You're kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, but there's no evidence of wrongdoing. There's yeah. no evidence of a crime. Uh, and yet you have uh, the so-called legitimate press, uh, Washington Post, ABC News, yeah. CNN, uh, ginning it up as if it were something real, when, frankly, we have much bigger problems. Right. And in just a second, I want to talk about, uh, just briefly, I want to talk about that Washington Post piece about Hunter Biden and the mm-hmm. non-existent okay. laptop. Just a, a few right. data points here, a few bits of uh, information uh, to contravene all of the disinformation that's circulating out there right now about this particular story. Yeah. In fact, uh, Hal Sparks on his show has been talking about this extensively. So I also urge you to uh, to listen to his analysis of all of this. 
this. Uh, meantime, about 10 years ago, I was buried under way, like way too much debt. It was almost insurmountable. I remember sleepless nights, the, the worry, the sense of futility when it came down to paying down all of that debt. I mean, where do you even start? I took extreme measures to absolve my debt, but you don't need to do the nuclear option. All you need is Lightstream. So did you know that refinancing your credit card balances can lower your interest rate and save you a ton of money, and you don't have to be a financial expert to do it? Here's how. With Lightstream, you can roll your cards into one low payment at a fixed rate as low as 4.98% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. That's way lower than most credit cards. It's lower than the uh, average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and there are absolutely no fees. The application process is 100% online, and you might even get your money in your bank account as soon as the day that you apply. And here now, before you start, I got your code right here. Just for my listeners, apply now and get a special interest rate discount to save even more. And the only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Seska. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash C-E-S-S. CA, that's my last name for those of you who don't know. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50 auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit, terms and conditions apply, and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Seska for more information. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Bob Seska. All-time favorites all day long. I'm taking them coins, taking that bank. Taking that money, taking that bank. Taking them coins, taking that bank. Taking that money, taking that bank. Tell me where you slide to When the life gets high, who you try when the rent do Tell me who you ride to When your chips get low, who you drive to, cry to Tell me where the base at Where the folks with the bag, with the cash and the case at Tell me where the wealth at I'ma try to stop that Tell me cause I want it, want it back Show me dollar sign I love this so much. I especially love the chorus on this track. This is Yona Marie, single called Take Me to the Moon. Yeah, we're playing exclusively black recording artists all month long. Some returning favorites, some uh, some new tracks. All depends on what gets submitted to bobseska.com slash music, right? I would uh, I would classify this as sultry. Yeah. Sultry. <laughs> so this is a good, yeah. uh, this is another good warm summer night song, I think. Abso-fucking-lutely. This is great. Again, Yona Marie, link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com to support uh, Yona and all of our recording artists here on the show. Brand new Indie and- Music Countdown dropped yesterday, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so make sure to check that out, too. 20 songs this time around on the Indie Music Countdown. 20 songs. I don't think we've ever had 20 songs. I guess March was an especially long <laughs> month. I don't know. 
I don't know how it works. You do play more music. I do. More music, less talk. Less talk, more music. And and if you want to, I've been having a lot of fun on social media. You can uh, follow me on Twitter. Yes. Michael Michael J. Elston. Uh, Mm -hmm. Michael J. Elston. That's that's there. Or just search Buzz Burbank. And on Facebook, uh, search for Michael J. Elston. Perfection. And I feel horribly remiss as a host for not mentioning that myself. Every time I introduce you, I, re- I really need to get into the habit. I really, really do. So, okay. Uh, let's see what else. So, yeah, there is no laptop. Uh, the Washington Post examined not a laptop, a hard drive, which a is hard drive, yeah. not a laptop. In fact, Washington Post also reported the vast majority of the data and most of the nearly 129,000 emails it contained could not be verified by either of the two security experts who reviewed the data for the post. They went Mm. on to say, most of the data obtained by the post lacks cryptographic features that would help experts make a reliable determination of authenticity, especially in a case where the original computer and its hard drive are not available for forensic examination. In other words, we got nothing. We just did this to satisfy some red hats. That's exactly right. Because most of this article says there's no laptop, guys. But the headline right. <laughs> the headline yes. says Hunter Biden laptop data examined. Here's how and the Post analyzed pe- Hunter Biden's laptop. Right. And that's what people see. Yes. And they don't read the article. And that's why people have all these misperceptions about mm-hmm. inflation and everything else. Yes. The Washington Post's forensic findings, it says here, are mm-hmm. unlikely to resolve that debate, offering instead only the limited revelation that some of the data on the portable drive appears to be authentic. But again, most of the nearly 129,000 emails it contained could not be verified. But this is another example of how the Red Hats, you know, give them an inch and they take a mile. The first line of that story should have been either there's something here or there's nothing here. Yeah. Uh, and and still, there's been no evidence of wrongdoing mm-hmm. at all. That You know, maybe perhaps poor decisions were made. Uh, we, we see plenty of that, uh, it, you know, everywhere. But uh, there's no evidence of criminality or wrongdoing here, and uh, this sudden excitement. I mean, uh, Red Hats have been talking about the Hunter Biden's laptop since forever. It was since yeah. Trump hammered away at it so much. Right. Uh, but now, now, all of a sudden, what's this? Why are we getting these exclusives from ABC News and the Washington Post about the laptop that doesn't exist or we don't know that it exists? Yeah, I know, and I... Tom Hamburger was one of the co-authors of this piece, and usually he's one of the top-shelf reporters. You can really rely on Tom Hamburger, not to mention uh, his uh, reporting partner, Jimmy Potato Salad and Frankie Hot Dog. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it was just disappointing to hear that Tom Hamburger had uh, some involvement in this, because once again, misleading in the headline and lead, and then the rest of the article contradicts that headline and lead and that's uh, frustrating to know but that's why people are running around saying oh yes exactly it's real and all those liberals who were saying it was Russian disinformation uh, they're a bunch of liars because don't you see this and it's the Washington Post too and the Washington Post is the liberal media and it's so immensely frustrating. Uh, Where yeah. do you see what's on Don Jr.'s laptop or <laughs> Jared Kushner's laptop? Yeah, yeah. Well, here's another example of the kind of disinformation that 
uh, starts with the Republicans, starts with the Red Hats, and then evolves into some form of public zeitgeist, or at least that's the intention. And I'm going now specifically to the confirmation of Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson. Okay, good. Uh, the whole idea behind this, oh, she's soft on child porn, is to make it seem as if Judge Jackson herself is guilty of child porn. Remember, most right. people aren't following this at the granular detail level. They're hearing it. They're hearing it off to the side. They're just yes. judging it. You know. Yeah, and so in this case, what they're hearing is Katanji Brown Jackson, Supreme Court, child porn, mm -hmm. and they're connecting those two things. So in their minds, they're going, oh, "Isn't she? Doesn't she have something to do with kitty porn?" Mm -hmm. And that's the entire mission of what the Republicans have been setting out to do. doesn't matter what the mitigating circumstances are. It's just that people, swing voters, casual observers of politics, are taking away the bullshit. And they're imagining that it's real. And the press is not doing a goddamn thing to push back, or at least some of the cable news press is not doing enough to correct that misinformation. So, uh, you know, and here's one thing they could mention, but probably won't. And I guess credit to the New York Times for mentioning this. Uh, oh. Senator Josh Hawley <laughs> himself has voted to confirm at least three federal judges who also oh, sure. handed down sentences in cases involving images of child sexual abuse that were lighter than what the federal guidelines recommended. But good job, Republicans. You've tainted the first black woman Supreme Court justice as a child pornographer because that's when, the impression most Americans and, will take and, away. And re Republicans have time after time confirmed judges and justices yep. who have exactly the same record as Ketanji Brown-Jackson. Yeah. These same Republican senators have voted for Katanji Brown-Jackson before for other judicial jobs. N now, because it's an election year, they're all in lockstep except for three yeah. uh, in, in their opposition. Uh, Dana Milbank at the Washington Post, I always enjoy his work. Uh, he says in the four days of uh, hearings for Judge Jackson, the phrase child porn was mentioned 165 times. Uh, let's see, I'm going to jump down. Uh, 32 mentions of sex offenders, 41 mentions of porn, 13 mentions of, of predators, 15 of pedophiles. Uh, there were only a few mentions of things like the First Amendment uh, and uh, <sighs> constitutional type questions. And this goes back to the Republican technique of repeating the lie mm -hmm. over and over and over again. So yeah. another lesson we can take away from today, I hope, is that not only do we have to scream the truth as loudly as they scream the lies, we have to scream it more frequently That's right. than they do. Yeah. What we also need, I think, is a standard bearer like Donald Trump, who's going to get attention, who's going to bring out big crowds, who's going to get uh, C-SPAN coverage and so on, uh, discussions on Twitter. We don't necessarily have someone like that right now. And maybe that's a good thing, but I mean, right now, as far as getting the message out, Probably not such a good thing uh, because th so many things need to be corrected. I mean, at the rally over the weekend that Trump was at and Trump did a whole nonsensical stream of consciousness, grievance fest and so on. There were people saying that uh, Trump got bin Laden there. I think the same person mm -hmm. said yeah. that unemployment is at a 40 year 
high. Right. That I, was claimed also. Exactly. Yeah. Going completely counterfactual. Not even any relationship to the truth. Not even like a spun version of what's actually happening. This was just like, okay, we're just going to say that Donald Trump was the one who killed bin Laden, for God's sake. Right. And then right. all of the red hats, yay, that's, he did it. USA, USA. They are rewriting your history. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So this is another case with uh, the smearing of Judge Jackson. But as I predicted, uh, on the upside, Judge Jackson is going to be confirmed. She will be the first black woman on the Supreme Court, and she'll be confirmed with Republican votes. That's what I predicted. And so far, the Republican votes are Mitt Romney and Lisa Murkowski, they both announced yesterday mm -hmm. that they're going to vote to confirm in, Judge Jackson. Yeah. In addition to Susan Collins, yes. Right. Oh, Susan Collins. Is that new? Yeah, she was, that she was, no, that, that happened first. Oh, First, Susan Collins wow. said, and then, and then uh, Murkowski, and then uh, Mitt Romney, in that order. And uh, Democrats, for whatever reason, were particularly hoping that Romney would, uh, that they would get yeah. Romney's vote, and now they have. So uh, Jackson has the 51 votes at minimum. She has at least 51 yes votes. Uh, she will be confirmed as the next Supreme Court justice. There will be a black woman on the United States Supreme Court to face down uh, yeah. Clarence Thomas. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah. And Lindsey Graham, meantime. Strength. Yeah. Lindsey Graham <laughs> says he's voting against Judge Jackson for the first time ever. This is, he said right. it's the first that time he's ever voted against the confirmation of a Supreme Court nominee. So he's chosen the first black woman nominee to be the first person he ever votes against. What a against. coincidence. It's yeah. just a coincidence, Bob. Yeah. I, wrote a, I wrote a joke. I was trying to write a joke that I didn't use today, but I have it in front of me here. Lindsey Graham says he'll vote against Katanji Brown-Jackson for the Supreme Court, even though he calls her a person of exceptionally good character. Wow. Well, for Republicans, that's what disqualifies her. Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to see yeah. a party over nation on display how about the Senate Judiciary Committee Republicans? Uh, the vote ended up being 11 to 11 because of the current status of the United States Senate. So in order to vote uh, Judge Jackson out of committee, they have to go to a floor vote, which right. will shoot her like a T-shirt cannon out of the Judiciary <laughs> Committee. And all they need is 51 votes, and they have those 51 votes. So yeah, I forgot I forgot the term, but whenever there is a dead tie at a committee, uh, it can be <laughs> still referred to the full House for a vote, a full Senate for a vote, and that's what's happening here. And now we know that we have easily the votes that it'll take to confirm Justice Jackson. I have a political science degree, and I just compared this procedure in the United States Senate to a T-shirt cannon, so... <laughs> That was money well spent on that degree. <laughs> it uh, is. Your, yeah. your parents yeah. are very proud. <laughs> I know. My dad's like, why did I sign those checks? My God. <laughs> T-shirt cannons. Bob, come on. Okay. So uh, let's see what else. Oh, oh my God. We got to talk about Madison Cawthorn here. Madison Cawthorn speaking uh -huh. out against uh, Judge Jackson. They went to this gotcha question where uh, Marsha Blackburn asked Judge Jackson. We all remember this. We've all seen the uh -huh. tape where she asked her, right. well, please tell us what you think a woman is. Can you define uh -huh. what a woman is? Well, of course, that was a trick question. It was a trap, and she was no, right I, to I, have I, avoided it. I think she's really right to, uh, to know. I think... Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I think she really wanted to know the answer to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't you joke last week? Because yes, she, yeah. she herself doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's Madison Cawthorn explaining his definition of what he thinks a woman is. This is on the, oh, floor, this is on the floor of the United States House of Representatives. Talk about beclowning uh, half of Congress. Take notes, Madam Speaker. I'm about to define what a woman is for you. XX chromosomes, no tallywhacker. It's so simple. It's so simple. XX chromosomes, no tallywhacker. Didn't know he was a scientist. That's a, it's impressive. I didn't know yeah. he was six years old. Marge, Marge Taylor Green, Mar, Marjorie Three Toes, uh, also gave her definition of a woman at a public appearance. Somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah. And she said we were we were taken from Adam's rib, and we're we're here to oh, be our, be wives to our husbands. Oh God, at, at really, we're going to yes. the Book of Genesis oh, yeah. and the Garden oh, yeah. of Eden. Yeah. With this. Oh, this whole thing, this whole thing is this whole. Trump business, this Trump Republican yeah. Party is going heavily uh, Christian or, or Christian groups uh, taking over the party. Yeah. I mean, we're back. We're back to that again. It's evangelical Christians uh, to, to watch out for these days, and they're the ones, uh, surprisingly, not surprisingly, believing the craziest theories. I mean, you'd think for someone who apparently attended a coke orgy, he would have a better concept of uh, human plumbing and so on. But Madison Cawthorn thinks uh, that a woman is XX chromosome no tallywhacker. Well, there are people with XX chromosomes who also have a tallywhacker. I can't believe we're saying tallywhacker. It's there, a medical term. I know. There are people with XY chromosomes and no tallywhacker. The reason Judge Jackson didn't respond to this stupid fucking question is because human biology is way more complicated than the existence of a tallywhacker. God damn it. God, a member of the House of Representatives was on the floor mm-hmm. yesterday repeating the word tallywhacker. Well, it takes one to know one. It's come down to euphemisms for peepees and wee-wees. We're mm-hmm. talking about tallywhackers on the floor. But it doesn't matter because people are going, yeah, well, at uh, you know the casual people, the people, as we were talking about before, they're just remembering the, the thing that they heard as they were passing by a TV on their way to the kitchen. They heard Judge Jackson and child porn. And so that's their big takeaway. That's the I'm, whole I'm mission. Still trying to, I'm still trying to picture uh, Chuck Grassley and Mitch McConnell at a sex party. I, I just know. don't. <laughs> just a big uh, pile of skin yeah. bags. Choke you up. <laughs> yeah, it's just gross. All oiled up. That kind of makes sense, though, because Ooh. there's like a thing with certain Republicans. I know it was this way with Trey Gowdy. Mitch McConnell certainly has it. And definitely Ted Cruz. They're covered with a visible layer of slime. You ever notice, like, uh-huh. Mitch McConnell, for example, it just looks shiny <laughs> and smooth as if he's oiled right. himself up. Trey right. Gowdy was the same way. I swear to God, I think that's lube. For the oh, longest time, I thought, well, it. it's some sort stop of... Stop it. Like People are a, turning off their phones now. Stop it. I mean, for a while, I thought Mitch McConnell had to go to a, into a stasis pod to regenerate his human form overnight. I think so. And that was the goo from the pod all over him. But it turns out now that... It's it's, uh, well, I hope it's just lube. I hope that's what, I hope it's nothing more. Stop it. But. Just, just stop it. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to this uh, child predator thing that the uh, Red Hats are trying to cue is trying to pin it on all liberals. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're trying to pin it on uh, Judge Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the truth is, and somebody did a study here, I just looking at it online today, uh, they found 700 Republicans who've been arrested or convicted 
for uh, assaulting children, for child pornography. Yep. And, and they're talking about, you know, school boards and, uh, you know, other, other uh, lower-level state elected jobs, oh, yeah. that kind of thing. But all Republicans and hundreds of them, and, and the supposition is, well, maybe that's why they're so fascinated with the subject. Didn't Donald Trump say that he used to go in and scam on the, uh, on the girls on the at the Teen USA yes, pageant? Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And some of the young women have spoken about it as well. That's right. And also... Another source for this is Cliff Schechter, who used to do a regular segment called Republican Sexcapades. He's got like he's like an encyclopedia of Republican sex scandals and hypocrisy. Because that's what it really comes down to. Ultimately, it's about the hypocrisy with these guys, these family values conservatives, allegedly. And uh, their behavior, and, yeah. And yeah, the other thing that comes out of the hearings that I, you know, I think we should at least make note of is mm -hmm. a lot of this is just revenge. The reason yeah. they're all lockstepped on voting no on Judge Jackson mm -hmm. is uh, to get revenge for what they feel was unfair treatment of poor, poor Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. And uh, they're still bitter about that. And this is retribution mm -hmm. for that. It's just, it's pathetic. I, I wish there was some way, and would it do any good if we could show the American voter that the Republican Party is Marjorie Taylor Greene, it yeah. is Madison Cawthorn, it is Matt Gates. Mm -hmm. That is today's Republican Party. And even if uh, only a handful of Republican lawmakers behave in the way that they do, they are silently supported by all of the others. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. It is it is it is Lauren Boebert's party now. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I, I just wish the American voter could see that before they take it out on Joe Biden over inflation at the polls. That's right. And we've got a new slash old name joining the uh, Rodeo Clown Caucus here. Potentially. I'm going to say potentially. Huh. I don't want to uh, get ahead of yes. ourselves. But okay. Sarah Palin is getting back into all of this. A big darn <laughs> deal. Yeah, it is a big darn deal. Yeah, Not really. Yeah, no, no, no. I hope she loses. Obviously, but uh, she, she will. I don't. Th I think don't think she'll survive the primary, and it is a thick Republican primary field that she's running in. Uh, yeah. She's like I don't remember. There, there are a handful at least of people who've thrown their hats into that ring. Yeah, but she's got the name recognition. Look, I'm very cynical in terms of the status I right know. now of the American voter, especially the sure. Alaskan voter. So I, you know, I, I'm not too hopeful in terms of uh, uh, of Sarah Palin losing. Cash catastrophically at this point. But you know what? Look, I, I thought that it was an April Fool's joke. She announced this on Friday, which was April Fool's Day, mm -hmm. and I didn't retweet it. I didn't say a goddamn word about it because I swore that it was just someone was putting it out there to fuck with us or that she was doing it to fuck with people. Hey, look, I'm running for Congress, and Steve Very Strong, he going Steve rogue. Steve Very Strong, he going rogue. Oh, my God, such <laughs> dumb fuckery. Yeah, so I thought it was a joke, and then when it kept going, when the story perpetuated through Saturday, Sunday, into Monday, I was like, oh, God. Oh my God! Face, just complete face palm. I'm just sitting here at my desk, going, "Why?" Now we got to talk about Sarah Palin. I do have a giant collection of Sarah Palin sound bites, so I am prepared. <laughs> you are ready, just in yeah, case. Yeah, but uh, we don't want to. We don't want to use them, but you want to have them if you need them. Yeah. Beyond, yeah, but beyond that, I guess we're gonna get more of them because <laughs> it, you know it's just where the Republican Party is right now. She's an opportunist first and foremost, and so I think. She's seizing the moment. <laughs> when and things are so particularly is, crazy, that's when Sarah Palin returns. 
and yeah. and Fox News because and I yeah. do think that the Fox News would be happy to give her a platform. And oh, by the way, yeah. today is the day that OAN vanishes from Directv. Yay! Yay! <laughs> All right. Now we now we have to get Fox. Yeah. Well, uh, coming up here in a second, I want to talk about how Truth Social continues to crash and burn Donald Trump's <laughs> social media platform. Plus, along the lines of what you just said, uh, Republicans continue to whine about being deplatformed for disinformation. This time, it was a uh, a YouTube video with Donald Trump in it, and the Republican National Committee was bitching about this on Twitter the other day. So I want to talk about that briefly here. Coming up next, but if you're pissed off at cable news and the other very serious political yeah. analysts these days yeah. here's an outstanding way to support independent media specifically this podcast for just five dollars per month you can support our patreon page as we guide you through the madness and chaos of our politics but it's not just about supporting shows like this one you're also going to get bonus content as a reward for your monthly support we're talking about exclusive access to our shadow docket show recorded after the end credits on our tuesday and thursday shows you can also get access to the patreon app where you can download the free show and our bonus content plus get notifications on your phone for whenever there's a new episode plus you can join the discussion with our community of patreon members in the comments under each show. All that for just $5 per month, just pennies per show. Don't miss out. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it, send it to all your friends, and we thank you in advance. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Seska plays more music. We're building bridges to spread out like prisms, reflected and see through. While others in prison sharing walls, it's not equal. Run by devils who see shares and not people. Want to keep you in the system, watching trauma like drama with the popcorn and twizzlers. But I'm chill, rather trade it for a beer and a vape pen. Oh, yeah, this is Substance Abuse out of L.A. Nice. Featuring AC Alone from the uh, Freestyle Fellowship. There's a song called Bridges. Man, this goes all the way back to the early, 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 early days of our uh, indie music here on the show. So glad to resurrect some of these tracks. I'm, like, rediscovering them myself. We've played uh, virtually hundreds of songs, right? My subwoofer just had an orgasm. Yours too? Man. Yes. Yeah. Glad not to be alone on that one. If you ever uh, had that happen, you know just how painful that can be. <laughs> Link in the description to support uh, substance abuse featuring AC alone under this episode at bobsuska.com. Got it, got it, good. Okay, bobsuska.com slash music. If you'd like to be featured this month, if you're a black indie recording artist, we'd love to uh, uh, give you a slot here on the playlist. All right, so uh, getting back into things here on our uh, big Tuesday show, what are we going to talk about? Um, uh, where's the story? Oh, yeah, yeah, Truth Social. How, how, yes. How do I almost forget Truth Social? We talked about this a little bit on Thursday, but there's some new developments on the Truth Social front, which is 
obviously Donald Trump's uh, social media platform that is just uh-huh. a direct knockoff of Twitter. It can't seem to get online. And I, I have here, I have the sound of the truth social servers. Right? Uh-huh. There we go. Not sounding good. Yeah. Oh, my. Yep. Ow. There it goes. All right, there's, there it is. Your, there's too, uh, too much violence and <laughs> too much violence in podcasting these days. <laughs> the whole thing is like an old jalopy. That's what it is. That's the <laughs> that's the server. You got to crank it in the front like an old uh, Model T, apparently. But um, yeah, there was a BBC piece about Truth Social. The headline: Trump's Truth Social app branded a disaster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I yeah, wonder who, as I said on Thursday, I wonder who said that was going to be the case. First, hmm. I wonder who was predicting. I think I that. know that guy. Yeah, hmm. I think I do too. Um, yeah, uh, in October, Donald Trump announced he was planning to launch a revolutionary technology company. I created True Social to stand up to the tyranny of big tech. He said, "The app launched on President's Day, uh, the twenty-first of February, but six weeks later is beset by problems. A waiting list of nearly one point five million people are unable to use it. It is an utter disaster. And when they actually go online, I imagine." that Twitter is going to immediately sue it for ripping off the interface because it's exactly, it's like knocked off on Twitter. It's like they took the coding from Twitter and made True Social look exactly the same. Or I know, yeah. Or Donald Trump wants it to look like Twitter so he mm-hmm. can pretend that he's still on Twitter. It's like yeah, setting the Wayback Machine for him. It's like comfort food. Like, uh, I miss Twitter so badly. Can we make this look like Twitter so I can think that it is kind of like Twitter? And here's an interesting side effect of yeah. all of this is uh, it's kind of uh, those who left Twitter for Truth Social, are they're over there. They're talking to each other. There yeah. are some people online there, but it's an echo chamber. They, uh-huh. have, they have no one to argue with. <laughs> Because they all they all have the same crazy crazy ideas, and uh, one of the things uh, I saw one author uh, an idea promoted by an author this week was that uh, because it's just an echo chamber, mm-hmm. they're not getting their message out as much or as well as they did when they were over on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know if they know that or not, and I don't know if the thing does get up and running and more Trump supporters get on it. Uh, it'll still be an echo chamber and they'll be isolated over there. Oh, yeah. I wish that it was actually online so I could sign up and <laughs> and uh, go one, in and start uh, tormenting one, people. One, one reporter actually did sign up. He said, you know, I got an account so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And and just to see what it was like. And, and he was the one who reported uh, on this echo chamber effect. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, so apparently some people have gotten in. Yeah. Uh, so some people are there. Uh, but it, yeah, you're right. It's it's been technically overall technically a failure. Uh, you know, a million can't get on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there are the upcoming legal problems as well, no doubt. So uh, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's a and 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 I, I read another hypothesis that maybe this was the point. Maybe it was the the point. It didn't have to succeed. It wasn't about succeeding. Donald Front got his upfront money on this deal, and it uh, doesn't matter what happens to it now, right. to him. Right, and on top of everything else, uh, there are two executives who have now left the company, Josh right. Adams and Billy Boozer. 
I imagine Billy Boozer was hired in the first place because Donald Trump liked the name because he likes like central casting names. Oh, it's a Billy yeah. Boozer. Sounds, sounds like a tough guy. Billy Boozer. What a great name. Sounds maybe like they just, central casting. <laughs> maybe they just didn't get along with Devin Nunes's cow. <laughs> Yeah, imagine Devin Nunes driving something into the ground. Donald Trump drives everything <laughs> into the ground. I don't know why this is a surprise to anybody. It was it was the easiest prediction I have ever made in my history of covering politics. Oh, Donald <laughs> Trump's starting a new business? Well, that's going to fail. How do I know this? Because every business he starts fails. The, the Everything uh, Trump touches dies. What is that? That's the Rick Wilson thing. Right. right. Um, Truth Social or DWAC stock. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the stock that's linked to Truth Social here, DWAC, right. which is that SPAC stock, is way, way down. It started at $97. <laughs> okay. And is down now to $48. Wow. Wow. That's a... What a what a decline that is. Surprised Let me see. it's that high. But yeah, Donald Trump has already reaped his yield from that. He's already yeah. uh, pocketed that money. And so uh, although <laughs> it does feed his ego, uh, he has no skin in the game uh, regarding whether it uh, succeeds or fails at this point. And as we learned uh, uh, late last year, Marjorie Sporkfoot invested <laughs> something between fifteen dollars and $50,000 in DWAC stock which means that she's hurting right now. It's about worth half that. <laughs> it's a good thing it's a good thing her fundraising has gone well because she's also lost her entire congressional salary to mask fines. Yeah, yeah. Well, meantime, the Republican Party continues to whine like a bunch of whiny diaper babies as always. I don't know how they've got this reputation as being these uh, you know, 9-foot tall alpha monsters. Donald Trump or a video in which Donald Trump appeared has been removed from YouTube because of disinformation in the video. So YouTube removed this video. It's from an RNC podcast. And so the RNC, the at GOP account, tweeted this. This blatant censorship should concern every American. If they can silence a former president, they can silence any citizen who they view as stepping out of line. Uh-huh. When did this start where the rules just don't matter anymore? If you don't play by the rules, Republicans, you get booted off the platform. You posted deliberate misinformation on a platform that doesn't allow it, so the video got yanked. There are rules, and if you break the rules, you get punished for breaking the rules. You're not they- entitled. Free speech doesn't mean that there are no rules anymore. Right. There are always rules to a civil society. Jesus Christ, stop whining, stop making shit up, stop scamming your voters, and grow the F up. They don't think spreading uh, dangerous disinformation about public health is, is uh, should be stopped. No, that's, absolutely that's not. That's okay. Yeah. Let it flow. Free speech. <laughs> right, right. Tell all, tell all the deadly lies you want. Yeah, you're not entitled to go on to someone else's platform, and it is, the platform does belong to someone else. GOP does not own YouTube. No. Sorry, you don't get to make up the rules, Ronna McDaniel. Google own YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and so, when you break their rules they they punish you for it i know i know this for a fact here's how i know this because yesterday <laughs> i posted the indie music countdown on youtube and uh-huh. i must have gotten i don't know 13 14 copyright claims <laughs> because of the music even though i have permission right even though uh, all of the recording artists that i play on the show submit their work to me i don't go out right. and solicit it i don't just grab it and play it 
people say, hey, Bob, play my song on your show. And, and I they do. appreciate it when you do. Yeah. Yeah. But YouTube has a system where they say, well, you know, we got to make sure we check because there's a lot of uh, scoff laws when it comes to copyright claim. A lot of people mm-hmm. trying to get away with playing copyrighted music, uh, video and what have you. Uh, so we're going to monitor this stuff. And so I get a bunch of these things, and yeah, I expected that. And so I had to go through and dispute the claims and say, yes, they, I got emails here confirming that they belong to me. It's me playing by the rules. I, there are rules right. that we all have to play by. Right. And the Republican Party thinks, uh, we're entitled to just ignore those rules. We have the privilege to be able to say, rules don't apply to us anymore. Rules don't rules definitely schmools. don't apply to yeah, rules schmools. Especially Donald Trump. My God. Yes, especially. So, so, so much whining. Please stop whining, Republicans. Stop whining. Thank you. (laughs) I just want people to know that's the face of the Republican Party. Ted Cruz, Lauren Boebert, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Mm -hmm. Madison Cawthorn, Matt Gaetz. This is the party now. Is this really what you want to vote for to punish Joe Biden because gas prices went up? Gas prices are still lower here than they are in most other countries around the world. Yeah, but Buzz, my God, unemployment is is at a 40-year high. That's what some nutbag House of Representatives member told me at the uh, Trump rally the other day. So More than the opposite is true. <laughs> and, and like I said, uh, scream the truth more loudly and more frequently than they do. It's your only hope. It's like that uh, that John Lovitz joke in the debate between Mike Dukakis and uh, uh, George H.W. Bush on <laughs> SNL. I can't believe I'm losing to this guy. I, I can't believe the Democrats are losing to these freaks and weirdos. Right. You know, in fact, I thought about this ad. I think that the Democratic Party, and I say this over the end credit music, so I'm going to have to make this quick. (laughs) I think the Democratic Party can position itself as being the party of traditional American values. I think it can because the Republican Party has gone so far off the rails that if you do a compare and contrast to say the insurrection, some of the wackier things Donald Trump has said, some of the support for Vladimir Putin, and and on and on and on. You can put the whole the whole you know group of freaks and weirdos, and contrast that with. Uh, yeah, but remember JFK. Remember the the great days of FDR. Happy days are here again. You remember remember how everyone liked Bill Clinton. Stuff like that. The the American voter will be happy to listen to that argument just as soon as gas prices go down again. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, God. We have our work cut out. That's the point. We're Get to so, work. so self-destructive, so headed toward idiocracy. It's staggering. What a great upbeat way to end the show, too, by the way. Uh, but there's still more to come. We have a, a chance here, about another 20 minutes, to, uh, to pull up before we crash into the ground, Buzz. Uh, on the- but it's going to cost you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. $5 a month gets you the Shadow Docket Show every Tuesday and Thursday. That's the third act. You're missing the third act of today's show. You're only getting the first two parts. Don't miss part three. That's the part where Bob says to be or not to be. (laughs) That's right. Act three. You ever watch one of the streaming shows, uh, Mayor of Easttown, and then just stop watching Uh before the last two episodes? No, you don't do that. It's crazy. So why do that with our show? Go to bobseskashow.com, sign up for $5 a month. You get the shadow docket. Just click the button for the shadow docket, and you're, you're all set. We'll see you over there, folks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.